I'm going to give the people what they want. Sensation, horror, shock. I'm going to deliver the goods because I'm alive and I'm not backing down. To all my creepo maniacs out there. <laughs> Hola, creepos. Yeah. It's another episode of The Creep Off, the show about creeps by creeps for you creeps. Hi, hot Carla. Hey, what's happening, Vinny Paulino? I'm doing very, very, very well. I hate well. the way I'm framed. This bugs me every fucking week. So, listen. Can we do Calm something? down. Calm the fuck down. I'm coming in there. I hate the way I'm framed. It's, Papa it's, Vinny's going to come fix it for you. You know, you don't like have a staring at my dog. Chest. You just calm down. You just come My down, eyes are Carl. up here, Vinny. My eyes are up here. For some reason, I know people are listening to this and it's a podcast and Vinny probably won't edit this out because he's, he's kind of what retired. Are you? But uh, for some reason, he's got the camera. I don't know if I, a midget sits here for his other show or what's going on. That's better. Thank you. Now it's framed like a, a normal show. First off, framed. I sit there and I'm taller than you. Yeah. So what's that all about? Showing off your boobs? What are you cam whoring now? Hey, listen, I haven't been essential in a year, <laughs> and I true. got a set of tits. It's true. That there is a very specific audience that enjoys seed, and they like to pay. So my wife was watching My 600-Pound Life. Oh, Jesus. Is that what it's called? That is a show. And uh, this one woman, almost 1,000 pounds, her profession is she eats food as a cam girl. And she ate an entire cake because the people watching her told her to eat an entire cake. Oh. So you could actually make money stuffing your face with food videos. That'd be really cool. Just throwing it out there to for To finally you. have a good excuse. Right. It'd be good. You know, I'd be like just stuffing my face, looking at my wife going, come on, they're paying me. You want to live in this house or not? I don't even want to be fat, but I have to be. They're forcing me to eat. I'll just turn into Liam Neeson. I have a very specific set of skills. <laughs> Uh, All right, one skill. I have one very specific skill. So welcome to The Creep Off today. Before we get into this week's theme, let's talk about last week. Let's talk about last week where I brought the great Rosie O'Donnell as the creepiest Irish person. And I brought in a guy who was pushing random strangers in front of fucking yep. subway trains for 30 years. Yep, I have a feeling. Just let the bodies uh, pile up. I have a feeling but yes, I did pretty well this week. But yet, Carl, once again, knows our audience yeah, so do. well. I took, I called my shot, too. I told you. That all of you show. disregarded the rules. <laughs> what do you mean? Of who's the biggest creep. Rosie O'Donnell. And, you, and you picked Carl and, and Rosie O'Donnell. And the voting is 58% for Carl and Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> You're a cunt. Hey, I want to thank uh, gangre- gangrenously. I think we did that last week. Yeah. But I finally went and looked at that list that he came up with. Holy shit, that must have taken some time. He put percentages in may, there and everything. May we take one second to talk about that? Yeah. He did put a lot of time in it, but he also noticed something and helped me notice <laughs> something. I can't believe neither of us realized that I picked the same creep on two different episodes. That's right. We you did not catch it. Joe Biden twice. <laughs> 
I got to go back and listen to episode nine. I don't remember what the theme was or why I picked Joe Biden. I think it was just like before we were doing themes, you were just like, my creep this week is Joe Biden. <laughs> because that's the way you used to be. You used to have no idea what you were going to do and you would pick something really stupid. Now at least you attempt to pick something stupid along the lines of the theme. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I, I appreciate that recognition. Uh, but anyway, if you go to our subreddit, the creep off subreddit, you can see the thread there where it's all the history. We got to keep that up too. We got to keep that up to date. All the history of who won each episode, who our creeps were, what the voting was. Yeah. So uh, great job. Check it out on uh, check it out on Reddit. Now uh, I also need to call attention to the fact that last week I was needlessly racist. I played that clip of that Irish guy, and apparently oh. that's a parody thing. Yeah. And I didn't know that. You I only looked at the out. one video, and people were very upset with me, and they were like. He's just making fun of the way some Irish people talk. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, then I was technically right. If that's how some Irish people talk, then yeah. I'm not wrong. But whatever. Sorry, Ireland. <laughs> yeah, you got duped. Yeah, what a dummy I am. You are a dumb dumb. But yeah. I didn't know either, so. Well, whatever. Whatever. So, let's talk about this week's theme, shall we? Yes. Here comes Peter Cottontail. That's right, Carl. We decided we're going to celebrate the great holiday that is Easter. Doesn't this bring a lot of joy to your heart? The tongue is here. I mean, it's only a holiday based on blood sacrifice and necromancy. But, you know, we got colored eggs. Well, Good Friday was the... Was the blood sacrifice thing. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you had to have the blood sacrifice before you could have the necromancy. Right. <laughs> so we really know a lot about religion around Hallelujah. Here. Anyway, <laughs> yes, Easter is coming up this weekend, a holiday that I don't personally celebrate, but I'm sure lots of people do. So what the hell? I don't need a holiday to eat a ham. We'll do it. We'll do an Easter theme this week. So, Carl, you won. I did. That means you get to uh, ring that bell and uh, start the show. Vinny, my creep this week is a man known as James Rupert. That's my no, creep. I'm just kidding. That's, you son of a bitch. I'm just kidding. That's too easy. When I typed in Easter massacre before I finished the word massacre, it was already showing up as a result. It was the very first result under Google. It's, it's too a easy. hell of a story, it's though. It's too easy. So I did not pick that one. I don't like people. How to are you going to do it? How are you going to play this game up? Front? I don't like people. Is this to pick a new strategy? Have I ever revealed your creep before you were going to? My go? creep is the Romans. You no. cunt. My creep is. Uh, God, I was so right to call you a cunt. Michael Wesley Rainey. Michael Wesley Rainey, forty-one years old had purchased nine acres from his wife's grandfather, William T. Justice, in 1979. When the Rainies built their home on this land, on Sugarloaf Mountain, Justice gave him permission to use an access road crossing his property to get to their home from State Route 1707. Michael and Andrea Rainey divorced in 1985. The couple had two male children. All right, so he bought this land from his father-in-law, and then six years later, they get a divorce. In the divorce settlement... Michael kept possession of the home, and Andrew received another home that they both owned. Andrew described the divorce as amicable. Okay. All so right. he's divorced. He's keeping the house. She gets the other house. Right. In 1986, Rainey's ex-in-laws, Pennell and Wilford Ownsby, received land from F.E. Justice, which included a 30-foot right-of-way, the sole means of entering his property. In 1987, the Ownsbys installed a locked gate with no trespassing signs across the right-of-way. Rainey had previously asked his ex-in-laws to sell him 15 feet 
of land so he could access his home, and they refused. Okay. Meanwhile, the gates kept Rainey from reaching his property, so Rainey filed a suit against the Ownsby's. Jim McKenzie, who owns an auto supply store, said Rainey stopped by the shop about three weeks before Easter in 1988. Said he considered selling his house and just moving away. He said all of this is just too much trouble. And uh, McKenzie described Rainey as a real nice guy, real happy-go-lucky. Unfortunately, though, friction ensued from this arrangement where he was being blocked from driving his car to his house, as you might imagine. Right, Vinny? Yeah, I would imagine not being too happy. Right. Especially when there's walking involved. I'd be extra cranky. So in 1988, just before Easter, the man who sold the property to Rainey, his ex-father-in-law, William T. Justice, passed away. And they were having a funeral service for him on Easter Sunday. Andrew had asked Rainey not to go to the funeral, but he decided to Why? go. Why? A party's a party. He decided to go anyway. He went there, he viewed the body, and then left the church, marching, as one witness described, Gestapo style, into the parking lot. I am here! At 3 p.m., the time scheduled for the funeral service, Rainey's ex-wife, Andrea... So he... Boot, he- he boot steps in. He yeah. just comes in. He goes in, looks wow. at the body, and then and then boot steps out of there. His ex-wife showed up at 3 p.m. with her sister and both of the women's children. And Rainey goose stepped to the vehicle, removed a 380 automatic pistol and a 12-gauge shotgun, and fired through the window of Andrea's car. He wounded Andrea in the neck and her sister Sheila Johnston in the spine, and also shot shot Sheila's 11-year-old daughter Wendy. Wow. While Wilford and Pinnell Ownsby's nephew, Russell, hid behind the Ownsby's truck, Rainey's former brother-in-law, William Johnston, fired a shot at Rainey with a twenty-five caliber pistol, which Rainey forced away from Johnston. You're and telling then, me someone in the Justice family just had a gun with them? It yeah, these people, are, these people are armed. Does not shock me. <laughs> so uh, the guy, Russell, the nephew, is hiding behind the truck. He walks over to him and shoots him multiple times at uh, point-blank range. Rainey next opened fire on his ex-in-laws at close range and continued shooting at and kicking their lifeless bodies. Coroner's results showed 15 bullet wounds in Russell, 18 wounds in Pinnell, and at least six in the body of Wilford. After the shootings, Rainey placed his shotgun on the hood of the hearse and walked home. On the rainy Easter Sunday afternoon, April 3rd, 1988, as loved ones viewed the body of Effie Justice and then, or William Justice, and then took their places in the pews, violence erupted in the parking lot. The shots rang out, and three lifeless bodies were stumped in the asphalt. The assassin then Where calmly. Where are you reading that from? I'm reading from my notes. Oh, okay. The assassin then calmly walked a few hundred yards from the church to his home and dialed 911. Huh. So. The cops came, he admitted to it, and uh, he went peacefully How many people died? So three died, three wounded. Okay. So six people. Wow. They they said that the way he shot into the car with his ex-wife and his uh, ex-niece and ex-sister-in-law was as if he was just shooting at animals in a cage. Okay. Not a good thing to do. Ex-Vietnam in vet, general. by the way, also. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. that checks out. Vietnam. You know what I would have done if that was like my ex-wife, if I was that debased and I went that crazy and I knew I was turning myself in? What will I you would do? take my next uh, alimony check and just like slap it on her forehead. <laughs> just like the blood will make it stick. I just stick it right on I, her forehead. I think you should do that. But Vinny, that's not what the problem was. The problem was he just wanted to buy 15 feet of land so he could drive his car to his home. 
And he wasn't able to do that. He had to walk. Well, to these his people house. are cunts. They're cunts. Yeah, they deserved it. They kind of deserved it. Yeah. So, also, I, I would say that. So, uh, a bunch of people who are being cunts to this guy made a guy go crazy. Yes. A happy go lucky. That's not a creep. That's a guy who snapped. A happy go lucky guy who fucking snapped, all right. This family was terrible. Wow. I don't know if they all deserve to be. I, I love that he was shooting them and kicking their lifeless bodies while he's filling them with bullets. How do you murder families? I don't know, man. Don't judge. I've seen people try to burn down houses. That doesn't work. So, you've seen people burn down houses. Well, we've talked about it. What we- at your meetings? You got to dox me now. <laughs> anyway, Michael Leslie Rainey is my creep for creepiest Easter story. Yeah, that's lame. All right. <laughs> Okay, sorry I found a story with a zero video footage. It's actually an interesting story that no one's ever heard before. And you're going to bring the most obvious story possible. Go ahead. It's a crazy story. And there's also no video. Okay. So my creep's name is James Rupert. Thanks, Carl. (laughs) Now, this guy's birthday was March 29th. He had a very interesting early life. Uh, His parents were fucking the worst. His mom, Charity, used to call him the mistake. That's funny. I was a mistake, too. Yeah, shocking. <laughs> shocking, isn't it? Yeah, it's funny. Your parents didn't think so until the doctor told them. He's like, this one's a mistake, people. Nah, this right. one's a mistake. Look at these feet. Uh, I knew that was coming. Yeah, well, your parents didn't. They, I, bet you they wish they, <laughs> I bet you about six months before that, they wish they had been warned. <laughs> oh, you're getting so mad. I can just see your <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> You really made me mad for <laughs> fucking doxing my cream. All right. So uh, his early life was sad. His mother was abusive, called him a mistake. His father, Leonard, uh, used to beat the shit out of him. Didn't care much about him. He had two sons. He liked the older brother, Leonard, because, you know, the guy, dad liked his, la- his uh, namesake. So at 16 years old, uh, this kid, he was just a tiny little fucker. He was beat up, bullied his whole life, and he was just a sad sack. So he tried to hang himself okay. uh, in the house. He decided at 16 he was just going to end it all. And uh, he tied a rope to uh, this thing on the ceiling, and it just broke, and he fell down. Aww. And he was just like, I guess I'll live. That's, like, a, that's, that's a sad suicide. It is a sa- right there. He's a loser. Yep. Rupert's just a fucking loser. I actually think Say that to his face, Vinny. I would. I absolutely <laughs> would. He's in prison forever. So he failed. As he got older, he hates his fucking brother, right? He flunks out of college after two years. Leonard gets a degree in electrical engineering. Leonard gets a nice big house. And uh, Leonard marries the only girl that James ever went out on a date with. Damn. Not only does Leonard marry his, like, major, like, love, Mm -hmm. he has eight fucking kids with her. Ugh. Well, then. Yeah. She's Damn, just like a fucking. Point. She's just like a golden retriever just flopping over out of bed, and the eight of them just suckle at her tits, like just gross. She just rolls over. Ugh, that's what I imagine people with that many kids end up like you? under their shirts. It's why would disgusting. you say that? What? Why would you say something like that? Like a golden retriever? It's the creep off. <laughs> it's the creep off. Oh boy! So this guy um, is just the fucking worst. He uh, he's a loser. Can't keep a job. He's a fucking drunk. Mm. He's an angry drunk. Oh geez, I hate those people. And fuck he, you, Vinny. <laughs> have another one. He ends up losing all of his money in the stock market and in gambling. Well, yeah, it's redundant. So he ends up moving in with his mother, Charity. 
And uh, Charity lets him live at the house for free. And he's just like the drunk 41-year-old. Charity who, let him do it for free? Yeah. Even though she called him a mistake his whole life, he was just proving it. Like, I mean... She was very charitable then. Yeah. She, uh, yeah. Do Say, I, gotta, I went for the low-hanging fruit Do I got to keep drilling down? I went for the low-hanging fruit. I'm <laughs> Thank the problem. Thank you! <laughs> Please keep that on the board forever. Thank you! Okay. Thank you. So... She lets him, like, live in the house. He can't keep a job. He's always drunk. Uh, and finally, Charity is like, listen, motherfucker, you're a mistake since day one. If you want to live here, you got to start paying rent. Yeah. This was a couple of days before. You can say that without saying you're a mistake since day one. You can just say, by the way, I need to say I just imagine rent. she hated him. Yeah. They all used to beat the shit out of him. He's just a problem. So his birthday was March 29th, you a Saturday that. night. Yep. He decided to go out and get completely drunk. The next morning was Easter Sunday. Okay. On Easter Sunday, Leonard and his wife, Alma, brought their eight children, ranging from ages four to 17, to see their grandmother at the house. James stayed upstairs, sleeping off his night of drinking. Sure. While the children enjoyed an Easter egg hunt in the front lawn, afterwards they came inside while Charity, Alma, and Leonard finished making lunch for everybody. They played uh, some games in the living room, and around 4 p.m., James woke up from his fucking hangover. 4 p.m., huh? Yeah. Nice. Uh, He woke up. He loaded his 357 Magnum, Mm -hmm. two 22 caliber handguns, and a rifle. Um, They weren't doing background checks? Not that. Nope. 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 So this guy fucking like has to look like the goddamn Punisher walking out of his like just the fucking hungover strung out Punisher (laughs) on Easter fucking Sunday. They're all outside going, oh, I found Easter eggs. We're eating candy. We're having a good time. So uh, Uncle James walks downstairs, enters the kitchen where he shot his mother in the face. Okay. Fuck your rent, he says. Yeah. Then shoots his brother Leonard. Then looks at his ex Alma and says, Boy, did you make a mistake. Shoots her in the fucking face. Then he rushes into the living room where he killed his niece, his four remaining nephews, Leonard the Third, Michael, Thomas, and John. He killed each of the victims by first taking a disabling shot. So he fucking shot them all in the legs. All these kids are just fucking laying on the ground shot. <laughs> then the motherfucker, they're all probably screaming. Their parents aren't going to help them. They're dead in the fucking kitchen. There's eight fucking kids on the floor bleeding to death. <laughs> And this guy goes and does a fucking kill shot. Pow, 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 as it goes through the room. Finishes each one of them off with a shot to the head. Yep. This massacre took him five minutes. Okay. The most committed this motherfucker's been to anything in his life. So, after this, what do you think he did? I would think he'd grab a beer because you're hungover. You need a little hair of the dog. It's probably around 5 p.m. now. Exactly. Happy hour. It's 4.05. Oh, okay. <laughs> it took five minutes, Fair Carl. Uh, James, five o'clock somewhere. The massacre took less than five minutes to complete. James sat in the house drinking beer for three hours before he called the police. When they arrived, he was waiting for them just inside the front door. The police described the scene as a slaughterhouse. There was so much blood. Uh, it was dripping through the floorboards into the basement. Now, I watched a video on YouTube. You <laughs> said there weren't any videos. It wasn't about the massacre, oh. but this woman owns the house, and the blood is still there. Wait, they 
sold that house. Yes. A house where an entire family was slaughtered. Yes. And a woman lives there. They didn't just burn it down. You can find the video. This fucking lady goes to the basement and they filled the floorboards and it is stained with fucking blood. Someone still lives there. Who is buying that house? I mean, okay. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Well, it was nobody in the family. There wasn't anyone left. Yeah. So, uh,. James was arrested and charged 11 counts of aggravated homicide. He refused to answer any questions. It was very uncooperative. He made it clear he planned to offer an insanity defense. The prosecutors believe that he planned to plead insanity. And then after being cured, he would get a $300,000 inheritance from his mother. Oh, sweet. Yeah, it didn't work out that way because he was found guilty and he is still currently in prison. Oh. He is alive and in jail. So, ladies and gentlemen... There's a reason why it was called the Easter Sunday Massacre. My guy, his his shootings were a little more brutal than your guys were, I have to say. Well, I mean... And it's... he murdered a bunch of kids. Your guy shot a bunch of assholes. Yeah, kids are kids can be assholes too, but... Hey. Sure. Yeah, but your guy... Sh- dicks. Your guy shot the kids in the legs and then took them out. My guy put 18 bullets into one person while kicking them. He made it worse for these kids. He just shot him in the head. <laughs> No, he just makes them all sit there. And then could you imagine being the last one left? You're just sitting there going like, I, I'll give you my chocolate buddy if you just take it easy on me, Uncle James. Holy fuck. I honestly believe I won this week. I think you should <laughs> Okay. I think you should. Vote for Vinny. What the fuck? I, I honestly I just believe won. I won this I week. I honestly believe I won. All right. Vote, I feel vote, vote for Carl just because Vinny's calling a shot like a douchebag. Hey, uh, yeah. Did you just <laughs> say you called it last week? I called it to you before the show. I didn't come out here and be like, oh, everyone's going to vote for me because I'm the best, like you are. Um, I, I have to say, Ethan, no, no one came back to life three days later. <laughs> Great question. That Thank is, you. That is a good question. Watching on YouTube Live. That is this week's Creep competition. Vote at the Creep Off pod or vote at the creepoff.com. And uh, who gives a fuck? Who gives a shit? All right. Carl. You ready for some voicemails? Do we have a sponsor for this segment? We certainly do. The Creep Off voicemail segment is brought to you by the city of Syracuse. Syracuse, where our biggest company is Hotel Acquisition Company. Seriously, Google it. See you in Syracuse. <laughs> I did it. It is their biggest company. That's how you came up with the joke, I would imagine. Yes, yes. <laughs> you were Googling, what the fuck's going on in Syracuse? All right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, our first voicemail came from a caller who has a bit of a conundrum. Maybe we could help him out with. All right. Here's my conundrum. I don't know who to vote for, Vinny Winnie or Carl the Smile Cheeseburger. <laughs> I was born with fucking rotten chicken nugget feet, but I also have fat C-cup tits. So I don't know who to identify with. I'm leaning towards the fat C-cup tits because that's, that's one of my biggest problems. So I'm still identifying with Vinny, but I also had rotten chicken nugget feet growing up. Okay. So I don't know. I get it. I don't know who to vote for because I don't care about your arguments. I just vote for who I like better, and it's a toss-up. Fat tits, chicken nugget feet. I don't know. Maybe you guys can help me. Later. Well, here's my advice. Everyone seems to love tits. Here's my advice. Not just for the creep off, but for elections in general. If you don't know who to vote for, don't vote. Don't vote for someone because you like their personality, I guess is my point. Yeah, you're going to lose so many votes now. Keep telling people that. So, uh, all right, let's see what else we got. Carl, it's called the creep off. 
not the biggest fat, untalented bitch playing a movie where she's a straight version of herself off. <laughs> but you're going to win again because she's fucking picked Rosie O'Donnell and everyone hates her. Fuck off, Carl. See you later, Vinny. Later, man. So uh, Rosie O'Donnell is very hateable. She is. She is. I could do 17 episodes on Rosie O'Donnell and never repeat myself. More thoughts on your creep last week. You know, the best creep this week really was Rosie O'Donnell. Unfortunately, Donald Trump was the one that brought on the greatest points. Benny uh, <laughs> Winnie, people's champ. <laughs> Rosie's a loser. Ah, here we go. Carl, I don't blame you for picking Rosie O'Donnell. I don't have that high standards for you anymore. But for all the other listeners, if you pick Rosie O'Donnell, don't fuck yourself. I hope you go through life never achieving orgasm ever again. No, fuck. Don't fuck yourself. Goodbye. Masturbate. Wow. He felt very strongly there for anybody who voted for Carl last week. Should never fuck yourself again. That's gross. Agre- Agreed. Which one was that? Is who who who's that clip from, by the way? That is Sophia. With an F, Franklin, right? Sophia with an F, but it's from when she was on Call Her Daddy. Yeah. I can't say I listened to that. So, folks, those are our voicemails. If you'd like to leave us a voicemail, you could call us at 585-371-8108. We promise we won't pick up. <laughs> I think that's a plus, right? It is a plus. Before we get into the scum parade, we are going to have our first bonus episode up later this week. Yes, we're going to do a bonus episode, which is the Hall of Famer. Yes. It's a little different format. and Actually, we don't even know what it's going to be like because we haven't done it yet. But yeah, it's going to be it. a different it's format. Fun. It's not going to be a uh, competition like the show normally is. Instead... You and I are both going to delve into the great Jared Fogle. That's right. You folks picked it. You decided you want him in the Hall of Shame. That's where he's going. I like the cliched Hall of Shame. That's stupid. He is a Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer. For sure. A creepo of the highest order. Yes. So uh, make sure you keep an eye out for that later in the week. Now, uh, Carl, is it time for a scum parade? Let me hear that music. Oh, it's time for the scum parade. Yay. I was hoping you played this one today. going this week in the scum parade Vinny? we're gonna start at a middle school in florida carl florida yeah we're just I'd love starting to go, there all right let's let's ask uh gangrenously this one what percentage of our scum parades are from florida it's got to be over 50 percent. alex i'm gonna need a pie chart on my desk <laughs> yes. by four o'clock <laughs> edith riddle 34 she was arrested at her daughter's middle school on thursday march 18th Riddle and her daughter, whose age was not disclosed, were at the school for an appointment with the vice principal about the daughter's, quote, hostile outbursts at another student. Mm. According to an arrest report, Riddle was wearing a boxing glove on her left hand during this meeting with the vice principal. She had attended the meeting with the vice principal with the boxing glove on her hand, telling the vice principal that it was, quote, super glued on and couldn't be removed. I would ask a follow-up question after that, but apparently he was fine with that explanation. The vice principal was like, Kay, <laughs> your kid's a problem. Um, Boxing gloves stay on your hand without super glue. You didn't need to super glue it onto your hand. Yeah, they have little ties on the wrist. You <laughs> right. Can t- you can tie them up. It's not like a Wii controller. It's not like you're going to throw it across the room by mistake. So the meeting ends, and after this meeting, Riddle and her daughter were walked out of the school 
and they walked past the cafeteria yeah. where the daughter allegedly saw the student she was having issues with. The daughter lunges and attacks the student. Riddle the mother joins right in with that punching glove and starts punching. Oh my gosh, the Sh- student with Sugar the- Edith Riddle. Her left Sh- hook is legendary. Sweet Sugar Edith Riddle. <laughs> Name of this episode. The school board safety officer broke up the fight at about 12.50 p.m. Riddle was arrested uh, by the Duval County School Board Police. The victim, who is not related to Riddle, and her daughter got abrasions on her forearms and knees. She was taken to the hospital for an evaluation, and her parents said they wanted to press charges. Of course you do. This woman wore a boxing glove to a school to punch your kid in the face. Do you know what her motto is? Riddle's motto? What's that? I'll float like a butterfly and punch a child in the face. I mean, it doesn't flow real well, but yeah, it's good to have a motto. In life. I like it. Edith Riddle was charged with one count of child abuse with personal slash special weapons. <laughs> That's a weird law. It's Only Florida is. would have a law like that. Personal slash special weapons. She probably would have been better off just shooting the kid in Florida. You'd probably get away with it. Honestly, the, the boxing glove isn't going to do more damage. Is it? No. It's So it's just the fist is the problem. In right, this. right. It's the act of the adult punching the child. <laughs> right. Face yeah, I, I don't understand the personal weapon part of it, but okay. Yeah, I can't. I would love to be the judge on this case. I would love <laughs> to. Do you think just, she still has the glove on? Like I said, it's super, super glued, glued on. I can't get it off. The bailiff, remove her hand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. So that's a fun story. That was a fun story. My wife even heard that story. Did she? Yeah, I guess that's a, that's been going around. Oh, fuck. It made me laugh pretty hard. That's a good one, yeah. Uh, a Bank of America spokesman. This is a fun one. My wife heard this story, so I think I'm slipping. <laughs> uh, a Bank of America spokesperson said the company fired a gentleman by the name of Juan Esteban Ramirez after two customers, both 20-year-old women, filed police reports against him. The first alleged victim told police she walked into the Bank of America at 7770 Highway 6 North in Houston. I'm saying this for a reason. If you live in Texas, maybe don't go to this branch. Uh, On September 14th, 2020, to get a new debit card. She was unsure how to look up her bank account information online. The defendant asked to use her phone to look up her bank account number. He says, hey. Let me see your phone. Pass the phone over here. I Pass got the it. phone. I got it. So the second he gets the phone unlocked in his hand, what does he do? He goes right into her photos, mm-hmm. and he texts himself approximately 16 images of the victim nude or wearing underwear only. Yes. Then deletes the text. Smart. It appears he was trying to cover his tracks at yep. District Attorney no shit. Keaton Fort. But it's after- a, It's what you do. It's not what you do. What? Have you done this? Yeah, of course. Wait, let me see your phone. Just no. real quick. Just real quick. Never. <laughs> All you're going to do is find pictures of me being force-fed food. (laughs) Okay, so here's how this dumb fuck got caught. Yeah. After she left the bank, the victim noticed the sent messages on her smartwatch. Oh, he would have gotten away with it if it were for those meddling smartwatch. Fucking Apple. (laughs) Seriously. Goddamn Tim Cook. Honestly, he would have gotten away with it if not for that. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) So there's a second victim. The second victim and her parents... Walked into the same Bank of America the same week with questions about her account. And Ramirez allegedly stole intimate photos from her phone in the exact same way. Yeah. But this time, he took things a step further. Now, he doesn't even realize he got caught yet. Right. Okay? So, he texts the victim from his personal cell phone. Right. Threatens her and says he has the pictures from her phone. She said she felt threatened by the way he was speaking to her and felt as though he expected something for her in exchange for the privacy of those texts. 
Investigators gathered phone records, surveillance video, and other evidence from the following months. In January, the DA's office filed a felony charge of unlawful disclosure of intimate visual material against Ramirez, and he was arrested. So what's funny is he thought that he was texting her anonymously. And she was like, I've only handed my phone over to one person in the last three weeks. It's actually, And it was the guy at the bank. It's actually simpler than that. Okay. He texted her from his fucking phone. No, I know, but she doesn't have his number. All she has to do is give the phone to the cops, and they'll figure it out in like a minute. Yeah, that's a good point. The the cop's going to steal your naked pictures, honey. But, you know, at least the cops will be more professional about (laughs) it. Right. I love the comments underneath the story. All of them are about how dumb these chicks are for having nude pics on their phones. What's that slut shame hot 20-year-olds who are sending nude pics? All right? That's not the problem here, people. My favorite comment was from uh, LaRonda Jefferson. Has this guy not heard of the internet? I think her point being that there's there's naked 20-year-old girls all over the internet. You don't have to steal images of them. Yeah, this is an extra kind of kink. This is like a power thing. This this is uh this is fucking a weird choice to make. Cat's Domino wrote, I'll need evidence before I pass judgment. So just a bunch of creeps on this site. You know what though? <laughs> I think that's the way we should all be. We should have evidence. We should have we all just start casting aspersions. <laughs> so uh, ladies and gentlemen, our next creep, his name is Carl Edward Purdue. And he looks exactly like what Billy Bob Thornton would look like if he didn't make it. Dude, that guy's face has West Virginia all over it. I didn't have to read where this guy was from. Boone like, oh, that, that's County, West Virginia right son. There. Boone County, West Virginia. <laughs> yep. Deputies said a woman reported uh, that she came home to find Carl, uh, who had been harassing her, had broken into her house and was sitting in her living room naked from the waist down. Dude, that is taking the dick pic to the next level right that there. That is a move right there. It's well done. So listen. Hear me out. Like, what do you say <laughs> when she comes home? Hear me out. I knew sooner or later you'd want the real thing. <laughs> Damn it. So according to the complaint, the suspect had been standing on her back porch and was watching her through the window before she left for work. She left for work. And this guy was like on her back porch. Right. That's what did you she think was going to happen? That's how you stalk people, but you stare at them through the window. Yeah. But she knew he was out there and she just left. Oh, she did? Yeah. I didn't get that part. Okay. Yeah. So I would have called the police, I think, if someone was on my back porch. She said he busted out a bedroom window to get into her house and also had removed the bedroom door from its original location to gain access into the kitchen and living room areas. Did he at least sniff some panties or something? I'm assuming. Okay. I mean, you would probably know because those panties, I mean, they're West Virginia panties, so I imagine there's shit stains in the back anyway. <laughs> oh, but there's definitely oh, shit stains oh. if this guy puts his face in them. Oh. This woman reported there had <laughs> other instances Fuck where the suspect had been harassing her. Purdue is charged with burglary, destruction of property, stalking, and indecent exposure. He's currently being held in the Southwest Regional Southwestern Regional Jail on a seventy-five thousand dollar bond. Seventy-five thousand dollars in West Virginia. Yeah, it might as well be a trillion right. billion dollars. Yeah, fucking Bill Gates. The Bill Gates of West Virginia couldn't afford to bail him out. All right, send your hate mail, all you West Virginia nerds. Send to your hate Ireland. Mail. <laughs> send it all to Ireland. All right, so uh, our last creep today, he came from the great state of Oregon, Oregon, Oregon. Carl, this story. <sighs> this story is insane. <laughs> I, all right, before you even Multiple say the story. Multiple people sent me this story this week. Before you even tell the story, I want to tell you my reaction to this. If this guy had had sex with the child, it would have been more normal to me <laughs> than what this person did. <laughs> I would have been like, all right. (laughs) This is the fucking craziest thing. All right, go ahead. (laughs) 
so fucked, Carl. <laughs> All right. An Oregon man. <sighs> you know where he was from? Oregon. <laughs> Oregon. Oregon. Oh, I need to take take my breath for a second. <laughs> uh, so this lady's in a store, right? She's just in a supermarket. She's got her one-year-old baby in her cart. She's looking at the shelf. She's like, do I want the wax bean? How many grams of carbs are in this? I mean, there's things you have to figure out before you sure. put it in your cart. You got to do that home ec math. Right. Yeah. So she looks over at her cart where her child is, and there is a complete stranger yeah. who pulled down his mask and is open mouth kissing her baby. <laughs> I think he thought he was going steady. Oh, it's like it's his girlfriend. He... <laughs> And then, as soon as it happened, he, like, disappeared. <laughs> he just wanted to get a smooch Like in. a creepy fucking genie. Just fucking disappeared. Nice. Mouth kissing a one-year-old girl. That's the fucking... I mean, could that be the name of this episode? Mouth kissing a one-year-old? It's so gross. It is gross. Oh, God. What a weird sensation what that's got to be. weird fucking thing. Bet they have a soft mouth. I don't want to... <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate you so There's much. There's no teeth. Just don't go. Uh, I'm just noticing. Uh, well, her mother was looking in a different direction at the store. Uh, this happened at 6 p.m. Police told local police station that the alleged creep then fled the shop as the tot's mom searched for him and alerted store workers. According to the station, the child's father then flagged down a police officer and reported that a man had just kissed his daughter on the lips. <laughs> officer! Officer! You're being a little overprotective, all right? The girl's going to date. You just got to get over it. But she's only one. And then the cop's hat just pops up and spins around. <laughs> one years old. We got to get an animated version of the creep off. <laughs> when we're telling these stories, that'd be, that'd be a lot of fun. God, I need a good, God, an animator would be the best. So, huh. <laughs> the cop is like, all right, I, yeah, I guess we're going to try to find the guy who just opened mouth kissed the one-year-old. How hot is this chick, by the way? Does the, it say? The one-year-old? Yeah. Probably wearing like a little onesie. <laughs> Listen, babies are very cute. They can be very cute. Babies can be very cute, Vinny. That's all I would say. Babies are cute. That's the name of this episode. There you go. Investigators found our creep. His name is Austin Blake Stewart. He is 24 years old, and apparently he likes him younger. When they caught him, he was hiding under a blanket on a nearby street, and he is charged with physical harassment and disorderly conduct. And his breath smelled like applesauce. <laughs> 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 Make it out with a one-year-old. <laughs> this is the funniest story you've ever you've ever sent me. I fucking love this story so much. I mean, <laughs> they caught him under a blanket with a baby's RS catalog. <laughs> <laughs> fucking creepo. Jagging it, jagging it, jagging it, jack. Oh, you squeezed it in. Good uh, for you. I got it. Uh, that's a bingo. All right, folks. I guess. What was that? You don't know that? You don't know what that's from? No. Uh, it's uh, uh, Glorious Bastards. Oh, okay. I haven't seen that. Do, you've never seen a Glorious Bastards? I have never seen that. Well, have you seen Cuties yet? Uh, <laughs> I got to pick a time. We got to schedule a time to do that. And we'll do it on the Creep Off on this channel, this YouTube channel. I don't need. You don't need to schedule time with me to do your consequence. No, I mean, I need to schedule time so people can tune in and watch me watch Cuties sure. if they want to. Can't wait. Yeah. Uh, now, question. Are you going to uh, take time to rub one out before each showing, or Jesus what are you going to do? Vinny. 
What are you going to do, Carl? All right, folks, that's the creep off this week. Don't forget to vote at thecreepoff.com. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at creepoffpod. The voicemail number, once again, is 585-371-8108. And if you would like to email us, thecreepoffpod at gmail.com. Someone asked earlier if they're from out of country, if they can email their voicemails. Absolutely. Send them on in. Send MP3s for sure. 100%. Absolutely. I prefer them. Me too. And if they are longer than 45 seconds, you can go fuck yourself. 45 seconds in European time or 45 seconds in U.S. time? I don't know how European time works. You're so stupid. If you have to stop and have lunch. You are so stupid. It, it, I know it, there's no difference <laughs> in European time. I was trying to make a joke about how they're more late. God damn it! Happy Easter, everybody. Hey. Here comes we Peter hope you have the most wonderful Peter. Easter. Down we'll see you next week. Train. Remember, it's nice if to be important. It's more important to be nice. Good gear! <laughs> Disgusting, vomit-inducing thing. <laughs>